Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Welcome to podcast number 150. Wow, it's been not even a full year yet. I know we do this five times a week, but time has flown by 150 podcasts. I should work out how many minutes that is of podcasts, but um, we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. We're officially in November, which is awesome. I woke up uh, today and was um, very grateful that it felt, for whatever reason, like Thanksgiving. Uh, it felt like Thanksgiving morning. I don't know why, but it just had that feeling. So I'm ready for this season. I love it. Um, I get asked about marriage and about dating and about how to pray for your wife uh, a lot. And so I'm going to do another one of these podcasts. I know I've done some similar ones previous, but um, we're going to talk about this again. Uh, so talk about um, marriage and uh, kind of dance around a little bit, but stuff that's going to help you understand marriage and then what, what you should be looking for in a, a spouse, both to men and to women. So, um, And then for those who are uh, already married, um, just a refresher on which way to direct your marriage. But uh, if I was to sum up marriage in one word, I would say agreement. Uh, marriage is agreement. Um, you don't. It's not important to like all the same hobbies. Uh, that's not a thing of like, I need to find someone who, you know, likes NASCAR like I like NASCAR and likes country music and, you know, must love dogs, right? That's not that important. Uh, marriage is actually an opportunity to ex- uh, expand your horizons, as they say, where you get an opportunity to like things that maybe you didn't like before and have an interest in things you didn't have before. Uh, so it's not like, oh, we all, you know, this... Coldplay is my favorite musician, and they are too, and is for them as well. This is our favorite song. This is why we met. Um, uh, having the same interests is not important, but marriage is agreement. It's coming into agreement. And I believe as a Christian, the number one most important thing to understand about marriage is that there's a purpose for marriage. Marriage is not a purpose. Marriage needs a purpose. In the same way, getting uh, and receiving a touch from God is not the uh ultimate thing in life. Yes, it refreshes us. Yes, God lifts lifts the heavy burden. Yes, we get into the presence of God and He does a work in our heart. But ultimately, God does a work in us so that He can do a work through us. Every person that He touches, He's then, there's an obligation on them to touch others. Part of the gospel, the gospel was never meant to be separated. I should do a podcast on just this by itself, but the pod, uh, the gospel is never separated from getting, receiving Jesus and, and giving Jesus to the rest of the world. If a Christian's not uh, affecting other people for the, the kingdom, they're not do, being a Christian the right way. They're not Christianing correctly, right? So it's the same thing. I, uh, if you ask 10 people, what's the point of being married? You, you'll hear all sorts of things. And this is a very common thing, especially for women, you know? marriage to me is us just spending all of our time together. I don't really care what we're doing as long as we're doing it together. That's not the right answer. That's not the point of marriage. From a godly perspective, that's not the point of a marriage. I don't care. I just see us taking trips and make, how about this one? How about we just, marriage is all about making memories. You know, it's like people have this milestone thing in their life and it's, uh, all right, you know, you're six years old, you get your first vaccination, you go to school, uh, first ride on the bus. There's like these milestones of life. First, first kiss at 13, you know, first, uh, and then you get married and you check that off your list and then you have your first child and then your first child goes to college and it's like these milestones. And that's really the way that a hopeless world looks at things because they're living only for the temporary. They're living for the fact that, that I have 
eight, 70, 80, 90, 100 years. And so all of these matter. And yes, family matters, but family matters less than eternity. And I'll say that again. Your family matters less than eternity. Family is less important. You having a family, you having a spouse, and you having children is less important than you making it to heaven and bringing other people to heaven. Marriage is important, but it's not the most important thing. And for many people, they put marriage up there like, this is the biggest thing of my life is getting married. And it is important, but there's a purpose for marriage. So when we look back at the garden, we look at Adam what happened first? There was creation, you know, God makes Adam on the sixth day, the seventh day they rest. And then all of a sudden Adam's doing his work and God gave him a job to do. And so here Adam is with the animals, right? And once he's looked at the animals, there was no, there's no one suitable to help him. The whole purpose of, of, of a wife for Adam was a helpmeet, someone who is going to help him. Help him with what? Help him go, look after the garden. God didn't just put Adam in the garden and say, I'm going to hire some uh some housekeepers for you to look after things. God actually placed Adam in the garden to care for the garden. Adam had a job before he had a wife. The purpose of the marriage wasn't so that, oh, Adam's lonely. Adam was not lonely. Adam was alone in his work. And so God gave Adam Eve, obviously to continue on the human race, but to help him in his work. So the point of two people coming together is not just, I just see us spending all of our time together. I don't care what we do as long as we, that's like saying, I don't care where I work as long as I I make good money. That's a common thing. I don't really care what I do. That's why you have people who work at places like Planned Parenthood. Most people who work at Planned Parenthood, there are a few demon possessed people that work at Planned Parenthood that actually think what they're doing is, is a good thing. But the people with any Uh, head on their shoulders. Understand, I'm doing something that's not good, but I get paid well. As long as I'm paid well, I don't care what I do. That's why people accept bribes. I don't care who I have to mess up as long as I'm paid well. That's not a good enough reason to work. I, I need to work because, you know, I don't care what I do. There has to be a purpose for your life. The gospel of Jesus Christ, besides giving man eternal life, gives him a purpose on this earth. Your purpose is from now on to forward the kingdom of God. I, I want to make money so that I can put more money into the harvest of souls, so I can affect more people. If I had, I talk about this often, but if I had a uh, hundred million dollars, if I had a few billion dollars, what about at the next, what about at the next um, Super Bowl, we bought up all the commercial time, all of it. And every commercial for the Super Bowl was a gospel presentation and millions and millions and tens of millions of people heard the gospel preach. What about at the next World Cup? Every banner you saw was a a call to a website to get born again or a, a gospel presentation. Money makes a difference. I'm not here trying to, okay, so if someone says, oh, I just, I don't care where I work. I want to make good money. Well, what do you want? Why do you want to make good money? And you get down and you begin to see why people don't see God do anything in their life is because they don't actually care about the kingdom of God. Your marriage as a Christian is not to make you happy. Marriage, the purpose of marriage is not to make you happy. It's to advance the kingdom of God. So there's a mission. And that's where people get it wrong. Because if people were mission-minded, they would understand that there's sacrifices to be made. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. When Jesus looks at a marriage, he's saying, still saying the same thing. Take up your crosses and follow me. Yes, you could uh, take Sundays off and just go hang out with the family. But you're not here on this earth for this short time to enjoy life. 
The purpose of life is not to enjoy life. The purpose of marriage is not to enjoy marriage. People who say things like, I don't care where we are, where we live, as long as we're together. That's not marriage. That's, that's a weird thing. Marriage, is, a marriage relationship is not romance. That's not what a marriage is. It's a part of what marriage is. Yes, marriage is companionship. Yes, marriage is agreement. Yes, marriage is fun. Man, I've had more fun in these last almost three years than I have in my whole life. But the, the real rich the real rich part of marriage is that I'm going after the call of God and Krista's helping me go after that. She's not holding me back from the call of God in my life. She's not stopping me. She's not saying, oh, let's go to church less. She's not saying, you know, I know you want to preach, but really I just feel like, can we just take a year off the ministry? She's not saying that. I'm saying, hey, we need to, we need to be able to get into college campuses and preach the gospel. And she's saying, let's pray about it. Let's see it done, right? Let's go after it. This is, what, this is the point of marriage. Whether you're called to the ministry of not, or not, marriage is isn't there for you to be happy. Marriage isn't there really even to increase your happiness. Marriage isn't there to just have someone to do life with. That's not what marriage is. Marriage is there so that two people who are stronger than one, two people can go after the call of God together. And that's why you deciding the call of God is the most important thing. And, and you have to almost be at the place where you say, you have to be at the place where you say, Lord, if it's better for me to be single and answer your call, I'm willing to be single because I want to answer your call. I prayed that prayer many times, and I actually thought that was me. I thought I was going to be the single one answering the call of God. And then at some point, this desire in my heart came up to be married and to have a family. And then the Lord was like, I'm going to give that to you, right? But it was this desire in my heart that just came out of nowhere. And I was like, I'm going to be married. This is awesome. And then I'm married, and it's gotten even better. She's a help to me. I'm not saying that it's better to be single and not married, but for some people, people just never get to that place. And so for them, marriage is the most important thing. And marriage is not the most important thing. So now that I've laid down the foundation there, the purpose of marriage isn't to be together all the time. It's, it's to, to fulfill the call of God. So, uh, I had someone ask, what are the, what are something, what are things that I should look for in a wife? So I'm going to read you this list. This was just my list and this wasn't all of it, but this was most of it of things that I should look for the valuable things. They asked me, did you write a list of things you were believing God for? And I said, yes, it was a, a list actually that I edited uh, a couple times because, um, I had this list written out and then I looked at it and I was like, man, this is just a list of everything I like about myself, right? Like the real simple stuff, like must love books, uh, likes the outdoors, blah, 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 right? All that. Yeah. Let me just write down um, the 10 things that you should know about me if you, if you didn't know me. And this was my, my, what I need in a wife list. And so it's changed. And all of it, honestly, if you're looking for what's important in a spouse, all the majority of it falls under the category of uh, let them look like Jesus as much as possible. And that's really what it comes down to is having someone with godly character, someone that I can trust. If there's someone who lies, if you've caught them in a lie, unless they've repented and you can see a heart change, if you marry someone who lies, you've set yourself up for a life of misery. So someone who's honest, right? Honest to a fault, honest to someone who, hey, you gave me too much change and they'll bring it back in. Hey, I walked out and I looked at my receipt and I realized I didn't pay for this This chapstick and you and here I, I need to come back and pay for this somehow it didn't get paid for right when you're at target and so honest to a fault so I wrote down um, 
uh, not lazy, hard worker. You know, it's uh, the Bible talks about those who are lazy or brothers to those who who um, uh, are waster and to him who commits suicide. It's a uh, it's it's actually a disgrace to be lazy. The Bible talks about work hard, do everything with all your might. So someone who's um, a hard worker, someone who's responsible. Um, when I was looking for a wife, I didn't want someone who was a gossiper. If they talked about people behind their back, that was a deal breaker for me. Um, uh, number three for me was loves pe- loves people and is a good friend. If if the person you're looking for doesn't have very close friends or their friends their close friends are shady, there's a good chance that they're shady. But if they're a good friend, if they're someone who's loyal, they're going to be a good spouse. Number four for me was smart with money, and isn't a big spender. Isn't like uh, Krista likes nice things, but she's not she's not putting pressure on me. You haven't bought me a thousand dollar purse this year. What's wrong with you? Every time uh, a, a paycheck comes in, she's trying to run down to, the, to Nordstrom to buy something. So someone who's smart with money, right? Um, there's some natural things in there. Uh, I wanted someone who's very pretty. Uh, that makes a difference. Uh, a soul winner, um, someone who is a giver, someone who's generous. Uh, someone with the same call as me. This is important. We're not called, again, marriage has a purpose, to line up the the calls is, is really the biggest thing. Because do you know how frustrating it will be to get into a place where you're wanting to answer the call of God and then they're like not wanting to and they're wanting to do their own thing? You know, I know you told me you wanted to go in the ministry, but I really just see myself staying home with the kids and maybe having like, you know, I don't want to try. And you're like trying to be a traveling evangelist and your wife's like, no, I just kind of want to always stay home. And I don't really see myself ever traveling. I don't really like being in churches that much. Being in churches is five nights a week and doing meetings. I don't know. Like those things make a difference. So someone with the same call, um, for me being someone who is on time actually made a difference. Someone who is uh, prompt. Some of these things can be learned. So if it's not perfect, things can be learned. For me, I wanted someone who can cook. Krista is a good cook, but she has improved and she still will, she still will improve. She's not like winning. When we got married, she wasn't winning Michelin stars. So it wasn't like I have to marry a chef. I wanted someone who could handle themselves in the kitchen, but these are things that can be improved. So if you meet someone who can't cook, they can learn to cook, right? But as long as they're willing to adapt, I guess would be the next thing that they need. And then, um, uh, has a good heart. Um, ultimately it comes, everything comes down to the heart. If you see things where you're like, man, you question their character, you question, um, if they're ever, if they're dishonest, if you catch them in lies, uh, those things are deal breakers. So begin to look and, and really it's, it's the more they look like Jesus, the better. That's ultimately what we're looking for is the best list you can make for a spouse is look like Jesus, not physically if you're a man. Um, right. But look like Jesus. And then I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. The best thing you can do for preparation is begin to pray for your spouse. Lord, protect my, protect them wherever they are. Lord, I thank you for preserving them for me. Lord, protect them, guide their steps towards me in Jesus name. Lord, I thank you that no harm or evil comes near them. Lord, I thank you that they're walking in your perfect plan. Encourage them today. Send people to encourage them, provide for them, pray for them. Like they're already, like you're already dating them, right? Pray for them. Like they're, they exist. The likelihood is if you're listening to a podcast about dating or marriage, the person that you're going to marry is alive somewhere. They have a face. They're doing something. So pray protection over them. Pray perfect guidance over them. Pray that they they have the courage to step through the right doors when the time comes. 
Um, and then uh, pray that their joy increases, right? Pray that they get a foundation in the Word of God. And then pray for yourself and pray prayers like this. Lord, I, I'm asking you to make them, my spouse, into the person you want them to be. But Lord, change my, change my heart. Make me into the husband that I'm called to be. Or if you're a woman, make me into the wife that I'm called to be. And the Lord will begin to show you things that you can change. If you see yourself, if you can imagine being married, what would you do different if you were married? If you were married and in your calling right now, now, what would you do different? Things don't just change because of the course of time. Things change because you decide to change them. So if you say, man, I see myself married with kids preaching the gospel, there's pro- that. what is that person's daily habits? Does that person leave their stuff all over the house? Does that person... Um, clean up? Does that person leave dishes in the sink all the time? Does that person read the Bible every day? Does that person have a prayer life and begin to be that person now? Make the changes now and God will uh, accelerate it. Many people, listen to me on this, many people have delayed the, uh, their, they have, de- have delayed meeting the one that they're supposed to marry simply just because they weren't ready. And that's, and that's the truth. Get ready, be ready so that when the time comes, they're excited to be with you and you're excited to be with them. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Please share the podcast on your social media if you have a second. And we'll see you on the next one.